catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Tuesday morning, August 9th. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. And I'm Matthew Bell. And this is The Point from WUFT News. Teachers in the state of Florida are dealing with an unprecedented number of laws restricting what can and can't be said in the classroom. I spoke with WFSU Sarah Mueller, who has more on teachers dealing with politics in the classroom. Here's Sarah. So my article talked about the recent laws that have been passed in Florida, the Stop Woke Act and the Parental Rights and Education Bill. And it talked about those um, laws, but it also talked about some of the um, political pressure that has been going on for a while now and how that has been impacting teachers and how those pressures, the political pressures, and these new laws are driving up teacher vacancies across the state. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that parental rights law you mentioned in your piece? So the parental rights and education law, um, also known by critics as the don't say gay law, says that if a teacher discusses um, sexual orientation or gender identity in grades uh, K through three, that they could be violating the law and parents can sue the school districts. It also says that parents have to be informed if their children want to go by different pronouns. It talks about changes to the child's mental health or well-being. There's there's a lot of vague language to the bill, but um, basically it it targets the sexual orientation or gender identity part of classroom instruction. And it's currently being challenged in the courts, but um, it was supposed to go into effect last month. But um, like I said, it's being challenged. And uh, in your piece, you also mentioned that critical race theory is not allowed to be taught as well. Is that correct? The State Board of Education banned the, the teaching of critical race theory last year. But Critical race theory is actually taught in uh, graduate studies as an academic framework. It's not actually taught through K through 12 schools. But as I talk about in my piece, um, the teacher that I, you know, I discuss in my story, um, she's being investigated for teaching critical race theory um, because the assignment that she's given her students um, discusses white privilege. There's a kind of vagueness that you know is being taken for if you discuss race if you discuss racism some people believe that that is talking about critical race theory is kind of um being conflated that way going back a little bit could you speak a little bit more what happened with uh, megan grant in your article yes so she was teaching a poem that discussed uh white privilege and one of the students uh, a, a white male student in one of her classes objected to the assignment because he said that he felt uncomfortable. Um, he complained to the uh, school administration and that kicked off an investigation to his place on academic leave. And they looked at all of her, all of the content that she had been teaching and interviewed her about the content that focused mostly on race and gender. And so, you know, I saw pages of the investigation and it said that she was not found to have been teaching critical race theory, um, but they started having um, someone else do her lesson plans 
because of that, she she felt that, you know, that she didn't want to stay there um, in this, the Wakala School District. And so she, she now teaches in the Leon County School District. Why are teachers like great concern about these laws entering the classrooms? Well, I think that you're seeing just a lack of diversity that's taking place because of these laws. You're seeing just a step back from the kinds of um, commitments to diversity that you were seeing just a couple of years ago. You know, during the summer of uh, 2020, you were seeing a lot of these um, civil rights protesting protests happening. I think that you're um, seeing a stepping back from 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 that kind of level of being able to to teach diversity inclusion in the classroom. I also think that it's it's kind of confusing, especially for um, how to teach history when you're talking about teaching race in the classroom and also teaching um, LGBTQ history. That was WFSU Sarah Mueller reporting on teacher vacancies in Florida. Now, let's get you caught up in today's top headlines. Trulieve, the state's largest medical marijuana operator and country music legends, the Bellamy Brothers, are backing a proposed constitutional amendment that would allow recreational use of marijuana by people 21 or older. The proposed amendment was filed Monday at the State Division of Elections with Tallahassee-based Trulieve contributing $5 million to the effort to get the measure on the 2024 ballot. The adult personal use of marijuana proposal would allow people 21 or older to possess, purchase, or use marijuana products and marijuana accessories for non-medical personal consumption by smoking, ingestion, or otherwise. If voters sign off on the new proposal, lawmakers will still have final say on how the industry is structured. For a century, the glass-bottom boat tours at Wakulla Springs celebrated Florida's seemingly endless depths of clean, clear water. Today, the water has become so murky that the glass-bottom boat tours no longer run regularly. Wakulla Springs has been identified by the state's Department of Environmental Protection as one of the two dozen historic first-magnitude springs in Florida in need of restoration and protection. As water flows underground to Wakulla County, just south of Leon County, it carries pollution from septic tanks, sewage treatment systems, agricultural runoff, and a myriad of other burdens. Visit WUFT.org to read more about Wakulla Springs in the latest installment of WUFT's Watershed, an investigation into statewide water quality. The Kids Count 2022 report looked at the well-being of children and families across all 50 states by considering a number of factors, including education and health. According to WMFE, for the first year ever, the report factored children's mental health into the equation. Florida Policy Institute's Noreen Dollard says the report showed a 20% increase in the number of kids in the state treated for mental health problems in 2020 compared to 2016. Dollard says the report noted that Native American kids, along with children who are mixed race or LGBTQ, struggled the most to receive mental health care. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFTnews.org for more information. I'm Nathaniel Wilson. And I'm Matthew Bell. And this is The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Tuesday.